Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by... The essence of leather and sex. The spirit of celebration and fun. The soul of family and friends. Southwest Leather Conference. Sharing this unique gathering of over 500 people from around the world in Phoenix, Arizona. Connect with others in a merging of leather, sex, and spirit. Find them at www.southwestleather.org. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine, fine evening? I'm doing really good. Prepping for uh, the holidays and... I'm one of those last-minute shoppers, but I started this morning and finished this afternoon. Christmas is right around the corner. It is. And uh, that's good, I suppose. I see that we have a little uh, Christmas tree there in the corner. Yes, yes. And some Willy Wonka spree-flavored candy canes. I always put candy canes on my Christmas trees. And even though this is only a little, uh, what is it, about two and a half foot... I still got the huge wonkin' candy cane, so it's probably going to tilt the thing over. <laughs> it probably will. So on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about a fun little topic about how to find people in the BDSM community or the BDSM land, finding people to play with, either mm-hmm. to top or bottom. So, and that's, that's, you know, that's always a good topic. I actually got not an email, not a FET mail. Not a voicemail. Uh-huh. I got a phone call huh? <laughs> last night going, how do I do this? You did get a phone call last night. And we also, we did get a um, listener comment uh, question about uh, how to respond when somebody mm-hmm. approaches you at an event mm-hmm. and wants to play with you. And, and we'll, we'll delve into that as well. Yes. So uh, We also have some kinky um, Christmas gifts that you could get if you have a fan of or if someone in your life is a fan of tentacle sex, because we haven't got a lot of tentacle sex in the email again. People must really be shopping, because, you know, I got I got at least three here. So, one, oh, one was an octopus cupcake. It was. That was so interesting. And, and then... Well, we'll get to that in a okay, moment. Okay, okay. I, I want to start off. I want to st- <laughs> eat the cupcake. <laughs> we'll get you started on tentacles, and the rest of the, the nuts are shot to hell now. But I wanted to start off by saying thank you to Southwest Leather Conference. They are, uh, not only do they uh, sponsor this particular episode of the podcast, uh, we are the uh, media sponsor of Mm -hmm. that particular conference. So if you head over to southwestleather.org and scroll around at the sponsors, you can see that Erotic Awakening is represented there. Yay! And we actually have somebody from the event uh, who is going to talk to us in a couple days and tell us tell people why they should go to this event. You and I have often talked about this event seems different from many of the other events that we go to. Yes. They tell me that this is the, well, here's, here's where this event's different. Uh, we'll go to an event and we'll see somebody get whipped, which is pretty hardcore. 
Right, right. And you go to this event and you see people being uh, suspended by hooks. Yes. But they do it not as necessarily a BDSM practice, although it is a BDSM practice, but also from the spiritual aspect as well. Yes. So um, that just speaks to me, using the BDSM for ritual. Absolutely. Oh, love yeah, it, yeah. Love it, love it. Love and who it. wouldn't want to be in Arizona on in January? January, yeah. Yeah, January 20th, <laughs> 21st, 22nd. Uh, so their whole thing is merging leather, sex, and spirit. Like mm-hmm. we said, we'll talk to somebody about that soon on the old podcast here. Yes. But regardless, thank them for their support. Um, and that's that part. Mm-hmm. Where are we going next? I don't know. So um, it's actually been a slow time of year for us and usually is in December. Right. So December is usually really slow. And I know for some um, presenters, it's usually like December through February. But no, it usually starts picking up for us in January. So so, so we kind of revel in the in the right. December time. Right. Though, though today I noticed I was getting antsy. It's like I haven't packed the truck in a very long time. And <laughs> I would really like even. to go weeks even. Yeah. So, but um, we did hang out with AIS. So I went to um, the AIS uh, meet and greet mm-hmm. last Friday night. That was a lot of fun. So, and it's always about, God, I bet it was about 30 people at the pool hall. And it's just hmm, fabulous. And you brought home a big baggie full of tickets. I did. I did. So um, something that's coming up that we're doing in January is the Sexapalooza. Mm-hmm. So uh, AIS is going to have a spot there. They're running like the little dungeon. And, and this is like the vet memorial. This is a oh, huge, yeah, yeah. huge event. And AIS has got a little space where they're going to be running the dungeon. And me and you are going to be there doing a little bit of presenting on the BDSM. Yeah. So, and we have some free tickets to the event. And I'm, I'm looking here, and this is happening in Columbus, Ohio, on January mm-hmm. 13th, 14th, 15th, um, at, as you said, the Vets Memorial. So right. we're talking about... Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of weird what I was just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw both of my kids graduate high school. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how big of a space it is. Yeah, but it is not a small one, and it's got a huge number of vendors mm-hmm. and entertainment and product demos and workshop seminars, blah, 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 blah. Right. Very sex positive. Yes. Sexapalooza. And you uh, uh, you and I will be there doing our thing as well. We will. Uh, and, and if you're a uh, consistent podcast listener, you'll hear us go, oh, it's so slow right now. <laughs> Stick around for a couple of months. We have uh, months coming up where yes. we have no weekends. You'll get a lot of those hotel podcasts that we do on occasion. Exactly, exactly. So now we do have a local thing going on this month. We have the Monkey Puzzle Club. Mm-hmm. It got shifted to near the end of the month. So it's a Wednesday at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing uh, Sacred Sex 101. Yeah. What a neat life that we have. Very mm-hmm. great opportunities that on one hand we can do slutty sex for real relationships. Mm-hmm. And then we can do sensual spanking. And here we'll be backing up a little into the sacred sexuality aspect of things yes. and building a little bit of foundation. And, and I think that we've done a fairly good job of, of teaching to those that are interested mm-hmm. in how you can have a BDSM experience that is more than just physical. Yes. You know, and maybe that's something that we should talk about when we talk about finding a play partner is finding somebody that you and I mm-hmm. have the additional challenge of I don't want somebody who just physically connects right so we'll you know there's got to be that that extra layer I'm gonna mm-hmm. make myself a little and note. I'm sure we'll chat about that so cool so if they want a free sexapalooza ticket oh yeah <laughs> how can they get one 
I'm going to go, oh, I was going to say I'm going to go with voicemail, though that one may be a little hard because you'll have to leave your, um, a way to contact you so that we can get you the ticket. Yeah. You, yeah. So, um, so the, the key, of course, if you, if you are in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. you and I are going to be there. You right. say, Dan and Don, I'm going to this event. I want my free damn ticket mm-hmm. and we'll hook up. You know, we'll give you our phone number. You can come in, meet us at the door, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's for it's for the weekend, right? So if they want to come in from Indianapolis or Detroit or, you know, wherever to do this event, you know, you don't have to be right in Columbus. You can be coming in from the outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And but, we have been known to let people couch surf. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We've had some. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, we've had some good times on yeah, that this couch. Goes back to finding play partners. <laughs> exactly. You have a podcast and offer your couch for So podcasts. you can call us at 206-309-0054. Or you can head over on FetLife. We have a, an erotic awakening group, and you could post there. Give me my free damn ticket. <laughs> or email us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. And, of course, if you go to www.eroticawakening.com, you can find all other ways to... Stalk us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes and other stuff like that. Oh, guess what I did today, though? Guess what I did today? Are you, is this on my notes at all? No, it's Great. not on your notes, but it's about <laughs> stalking. So oh, okay. because where we're selling the book and everything, yeah, yeah. I was putting our real street address on there. And I'm just all excited because we just got a P.O. box. Oh, Woo-hoo! yeah. So one less way to stalk, but that's okay. 189 <laughs> episodes in, and we rate a P.O. box. Yay! <laughs> well, that's because of a, oh, the secret yes, yes. coming up. We needed a P.O. box. Uh, we do have a big secret coming up, but um, this would be... Um, and I'm really I'm excited because the website's 95% done. Yay. And I want to start sharing that. Mm-hmm. And the um, lineup of... Uh, see, and then you just <laughs> blow it out of the water so you can talk anymore about it. So we'll move on. Okay. Um, I wanted to thank Ruby Rome from The Fet Life. She sent us, or he, and I get... You know, I'm, I'm going to make a guess that a Ruby Rome... I'm not going to guess one at, at all. But <laughs> Ruby Rom sent us the True Pleasures website and Tentacle Tuesday featuring the marvelous Miss Monster. And uh, that is from, uh, that is some kind of tentacle themed monster there. <laughs> uh, and then there's these wonderful tentacle pendants, hand painted, mm-hmm. by the way, if you're a podcast listener saying, what can I get Dawn, not only for Christmas, but that will make her giggle like a schoolgirl. And I would wear it all the time. She would indeed wear it all the time. I would not recommend the eyeball ones, Ew. though. So um, uh, Ruby Rome sent us a couple of things there, uh, including the Miss Monster uh, shop. where And just some really, and I would recommend, it doesn't matter, I don't care if you're in the tentacle sex thing. Head over to, it looks like it's MissMonster.MyShopify.com. I better put that link out there. Uh, whoever is this person has some really neat uh, masks out there. Mm-hmm. Um, some neat reptile cuffs. Um, just all kinds of really, oh, look at those. See, somebody should have showed me this before Christmas. <laughs> um, hey. I'm glad I don't have Chimera. my computer up right now. <laughs> Some of this stuff is scary. Some of it's pretty awesome. Go check that out if you're still looking for the... Oh, look at the Cthulhu shirt. Mm-hmm. That is an I awesome saw Cthulhu that. shirt. <laughs> the tentacle scarf from Spice. Why didn't you ask for this stuff for Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. And um, and then FRS Dave uh, noticed... Now, Think, Think Geek is one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, websites. Which, they always yeah. have neat... Um, uh, t-shirts out there. That's what right. I like from it. And, they, and bacon 
and caffeine. That seems to be their primary things. <laughs> cool t-shirts, caffeinated things, be it bubble gum or soda or well, deodorant. Well, it's geeky. It's to keep you awake. <laughs> Apparently. Um, we could have probably used that over the last couple of days. <laughs> so if you're a podcast listener and you're trying to get something done, trying to move on with your life, you got important things to do, you got things to do, and um, don't go off and buy Skyrim. <laughs> because you and me have been playing the fuck out of some Skyrim. I was just talking to somebody yesterday, and she's like, I'm getting into the geeky crowd. I'm like, oh, I can talk geek. I'm not as geeky as I want to be, actually, but I can talk geek. So. As, now, as you know, I, I actually have a real job, and um, not doing this. It's not a job. It's a hobby. Um, and during this meeting, and I don't want to go on about this long technical <laughs> IT process on how you move thing here from here, these molecules to this place, uh-huh. and a 4,000-page document to go with it. But in the middle of it, suddenly we're talking about the difference between Modern Warfare 3, Battlefield 3, and Skyrim, <laughs> and why all of us have this hang-dogged, <laughs> sleepy look in our eyes. <laughs> So. Well, yours is definitely Skyrim. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, what were we talking about? Oh, so FRS Dave. <laughs> Thinking tentacle tea dress. Very, it's very awesome. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's it's a yeah. It's a it's a t-shirt dress. So it's like knee length. Right. But right. but it's yeah. It's got the uh, the print of the tentacles wrapping around the body. Yes, and it, it, it <laughs> says it has a free hug with it because the tentacles hug you. Yeah. Back. Awesome. And, so that was very nice of them to send. And uh, finally, uh, we got an email from uh, Morgan, who did send the what you were talking about to start with. The, the... octopus cupcake. Yes. <laughs> now, I see that the octopus cupcake is actually from a website called Tattoos and Doodles. So Neat. it is actually a tattoo design, I assume. <gasps> Oh, I didn't think about that. I'm thinking yum, 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 yum. You're <laughs> thinking about actually eating Eat it. Eat the tentacle. Because <laughs> I don't know that I want you to get a tentacle tattoo. Yeah. Although, I wish I could remember her name. We met somebody at an event, and we saw, we've seen them twice, and they have the greatest tentacle tattoo. Yeah. All, all up in their leg and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to be a podcast listener, write me and say, hey, dickhead. Remember my name next time. But <laughs> remind me what your name is so I can remember. That'd be awesome. And send pictures. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you find people. I just, I'm, I'm having a, a vague idea. I remember where this person, where I met this person. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there was 100,000 other people there as well. Um, so that's that. Um, we did talk about this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do topic-wise? Let's talk about our question of the day and our topic let's do the question on the day on the back end okay and we'll do the topic itself okay we can make sense Uh, it makes sense as long as we don't forget and since we know what the question of the day is it might get wrapped up in there anyway but and then we'll and we'll we'll address it directly as well so they get a direct answer so the question or the uh the topic today is uh so we're not doing an interview we're not getting Mm -mm. with anybody but because we're fairly skilled at this topic fortunately or at least we've certainly tried a lot. Mm-hmm. And they often my best ability to teach you is through the failures that I've had versus the successes. <laughs> but we've had success as well. 
So we're going to talk about finding a play partner, and we're talking about finding a play partner primarily today in the BDSM context. Right. Now, if you want a uh, a fuck partner, mm-hmm. just cut to the chase there. If you want to get fucked, <laughs> go to a swing club. Right. That's what they're there for, and hang out for a couple hours, and take a shower before you go. Brush mm-hmm. your teeth, mm-hmm. look nice, yeah. be nice. Don't get so drunk that you're a dick. Right. And don't be pushy, but don't be shy. Mm-hmm. That's everything you need to know about getting laid at a swing club. Right. That is the purpose. If you go there, you will get laid. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll have a bad night. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so, but what we're talking about tonight is not so much that, or I should caveat that all by saying, or so we've heard. Yes. Not that we would ever go to a swing club. <laughs> Onward, hope. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Um, finding a play partner in the BDSM context, and, and now, now we're not necessarily saying we're gonna. You're going. You're looking for that full-time hookup. Right. You're looking, and this is very common in BDSM world. If you're new to the lifestyle, um, it is not uncommon to go to an event mm-hmm. or not go to an event and just find somebody and say, "Let's play. Let's, Let's play. Engage in a specific BDSM activity right. or two or three activities." Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about dating. We're right. not talking about feeding me dinner, necessarily. Right. Necessarily, right. We're talking about, I want to do this activity. You are skilled at doing this activity. Mm-hmm. Or, or you want to receive this activity. Mm-hmm. Let's and, go do it. And sometimes with that, there's no flirting involved or anything like that. It's fun if there is. But, um, you know, I've been, I've been talking with someone off and on the last couple of days about flirting and um, because they're having a difficulty with it as well, a difficulty with flirting, a difficulty with finding play partners mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's actually kind of difficult to flirt when you're used to, if you want to play with somebody, walking up to them and saying, hey, would you like to play? This is what I have to offer. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and that that's what we're talking about here. So, yes, there can be flirting involved, but not necessarily. So we are looking at play partners. Again, could be a one-time thing, could be develop into something else. And I think what we're trying, you know, and, and I want to be clear about this. It's not that the BDSM community is a meat market or Mm-mm. it's a free-for-all Mm-mm. or that there's not people that there are. And, and I'm, I'm cautious to say monogamous people because there are obviously there are monogamous people in, in the BDSM mm-hmm. community and there's levels of monogamy. Mm-hmm. There's people that, but there are people that they play with their primary partner only and that's the extent of it. <laughs> I heard. Now, actually, okay, so two things. Actually, when you and I first got into the BDSM community like 12 years ago, mm-hmm. monogamy was the norm. It seemed to in be the, our neck of the woods. in our neck of the woods. Yes. Monogamy seemed to be the norm with couples, you know, so yes. that, that were in an MS relationship. Not so much anymore from what we've seen. And uh, <laughs> even one couple we know that are monogamous, they've finally redefined themselves as monopoly. <laughs> I had not heard that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so sexually, they're monogamous. Uh huh. But because they do play with other people and someone else is in his service, they're jokingly referring to it as Monopoly. Oh, okay. So they don't really define it as poly because it's a service relationship, not a love relationship. You know, the secondary one. But, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't know what else to call it. So (laughs) they come up with their own label. Um, So when you see somebody post on... Now there's a okay, so I'll start off with FetLife. Now FetLife okay. for people that are new to the BDSM world or new mm-hmm. to the podcast, FetLife is this big social media 
like Facebook sort of thing, right? Focused on kink. I have lost count of how many. I remember we used to talk about, whoa, they're up to 100,000 people. Whoa, right. 200,000 yeah. people. I have no clue Their how numbers, much it is just now. blowing the numbers. And, and all the Yahoo groups that I used mm-hmm. to be on for BDSM related activities, gone. Right. Uh, all the message boards, mm-hmm. pretty much gone. It's all pretty much FetLife now. Right. So that's a great place to start. It's a great place to start. But I'm going to tell you, I miss the old chat rooms. I miss the old Yahoo chat groups. I miss the old IRC. I miss the old go in, log into a room, and see who's there to talk with. Mm-hmm. You know, I love FetLife, but it's very hard for me to find a play partner in FetLife. For one, everybody's watching what I'm doing. Everybody can see that I'm putting out a call, which can be good. And which can be, maybe I don't want everybody to see that I'm putting out a call for whatever. Whereas if you have separate chat rooms or the old IRC, no one can really follow you unless they know what room you're in. Right. And if you decide, boy, this guy's a real jerk. I'm just going to leave this room. I'll go to another room. Mm -hmm. Change my name. Slash Nick. What was it? Slash Nick? I think it was. I think it was Slash Nick. And it changed your name. Do you remember Slash Trout? Yes, yes, yes okay. it slapped you in the face with a trout. Let's <laughs> not lose our geek credentials by going that old. Um, so when somebody goes to the old Fet Life and posts, and we see this all the time, mm-hmm. how do I find a play partner? What right. would you recommend to them? What would I recommend? Yes. Now, actually, I'll have people write me and, and ask what I recommend, and it's like, uh, go to a munch. Yeah. Meet people in person. There are many times that I'll actually have people write me on FET or they'll find me on a Yahoo group that I'm still part of and they see that I'm a member or or something like that, which is very rare. And um, they're like, hey, do you want to play? And for me, my first question is, what group do you belong to? I want somebody that's out in the public. I want to meet them in public. I want them to, they don't have to be part of the community, but it would be nice to know that I can at least meet them at a munch. So, you know, those are the people that I'm, I'm more interested in. So if I'm looking for play partners, the first thing I do is go to a munch. Mm-hmm. Make myself available. In, Let people know who I am. And here in uh, the central Ohio area, we mm-hmm. have the, uh, a group called Moral Meets on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. In As LA, earlier, every other. Adventures in Sexuality meets at a bowling alley mm-hmm. once a, or the pool, or hall. pool table or a mm-hmm. pool hall. Right, once a month. Uh, once a month. The idea of these munches is it's social. It's a way to get out and meet people. Not mm-hmm. everybody's there is going to hook up, but many, it is a great way to get started. Get your feet wet. Get seen and right. see people. Um, people get to know your personality. You know, um, you don't have to worry about. I, I mean, I was going to say the word judged. Nobody wants to be judged, but we're human. So you know, you're not going to be judged on a photograph. You know, instead you're going to right. be met in person and it's going to be the whole package mm-hmm. deal. Sure, sure. So, you know, I like being able to hug people and seeing what their energy feels like, mm-hmm. you know, or just sitting there and talking with them and see what they have to say and see if we have something else in common or, but that's because I don't do straight pickup play. Right. I need more of the whole package, even if we're playing one time. Yep. Now you had gotten a, as you mentioned earlier, you, you got a phone call from someone yesterday saying, mm-hmm. hey, I'm trying to find a play partner for a particular thing. Right. Uh, this is somebody who already goes to munches. They're associated mm-hmm. with that. And, but they, and they had to say, so what's next? What else can I do? And, and right. you recommended. I recommended FetLife. 
-hmm. I recommended um, they have a huge following on their feed, on their FetLife feed. Mm -hmm. So if they do a status update, a lot of people will see it. Um, Because this is out of the norm for them, this is why they're asking for information. So they're not used to doing this sort of thing. This is not the role they usually take. So... I told them, you know, post out on your feed that you're looking for somebody to play with, you know. Yeah, and also, it, and you may not have, like you and I, 600 people on mm-hmm. our feed. Um, they joined one of the personal groups. Right. Personals. personals right, for our groups. state. Mm-hmm. And you can just do a search for personals on FetLife, and there's, a, there's groups for areas. Mm-hmm. There's groups for activities, right? So that's another way you can get your name out there and get... Start, you know, looking around, seeing who's interested in you, see who you're interested in. It's so nice that you can simply go out to one of these groups. You know, if you go out to the Spanking Personals, northeast, mm-hmm. oh, northeast um, Maine Spanking Personals, mm-hmm. and you post on there, hi, I want to get spanked. Mm-hmm. It's just not a big deal. It's right. not like somebody's going to post, be, oh, you pervert. No, right. Yes. You can say, You're well, on yes. fet. Exactly. Why, yes. Thank you very much. Why did you think I was here? Um, and I've heard that Collar Me, which is another, which is a far more focused. Mm-hmm. The idea of Collar Me is focused, not for fet life, has a variety of purposes. And these Ohio personals, or these different personal groups, are a slice of fet life. Mm-hmm. Collar Me is far more focused on finding people to play with. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say it's also focused on relationships. It's also focused, there's also a message board, but it's primary deal. Right. Find me someone to play with. Let me put a profile out there and tell people I'm looking. So, and, and those are the two that I would, I would recommend, um, one a little more than the other. And then uh, if anybody else knows of any other ones, though, let me know and I'll go try them out. You know, <laughs> I wanted to try... Another couple, I'm, I'm trying to no, be politically correct here, uh-huh. but, um, well, I wanted to try alt.com. Sure. I've sure. been wanting to try alt.com for one. a long time, but it's a pay site. Yeah. And I know people can say, well, there's a freebie part. Yeah, there's a freebie part, but I can't write anybody. Right. I can look, <laughs> but I can't write. No, so that, I, I just got to say that's not, a, and then there, another one like that is called this fetish.com. And mm-hmm. these things are not bad. We have heard many stories of people that said, oh, I've had great success. Oh, there. absolutely. And you can assume if you're looking and willing to pay the $119 a year or whatever it is to be a gold member, mm-hmm. well, you're pretty fucking serious about looking mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, and you know what? It probably keeps out the, the spam. Sure. Because the spammers oh, yeah. aren't going to pay the whatever, um, you know, a year to join such a site. I may have just talked myself into joining it. But there you go. <laughs> One of the challenges I think that you'll find, so, so far the spammers haven't really picked up on FetLife too hard. Not too hard. The one of the challenges you'll have with a site like Collar Me is mm-hmm. that there are people that are not only now when we you know I used to say well there's people out there that aren't screw or that are unscrupulous mm-hmm. that they say oh yeah yeah I want to meet you because I'm interested in you or I want to meet you because I'm into spanking and then once you meet with them they want something more than what they negotiated. Right now they've taken it to this new level of oh. My I, and I and I got one of these. My master just released me, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a new master. And these are these, you know, my limits are this, and this is my stuff. And to say, oh, okay, well, that's kind of interesting, you mm-hmm. know. And they say, of course, you'll have to pay my old master to mm. release me, or you'll have to pay to have me, you know, because I want to. I live in Turkey, right? Now, right. And he has to move me in. Um, 
anything, any situation. And I swear, I can't believe I even had to say this because it feels like common sense. <laughs> yet, I still get a thousand emails uh, a year about penis enlargement. So right. apparently common sense. <laughs> and there are still people replying to uh, Prince Sabcharatog. Right. right. Because he wants to give them a million dollars. So now this one is a little more tricky. It's a little more subtle. At mm-hmm. least it had been. Now it's getting to be a passe. But yeah. whenever you use, uh, you know, I'm like, we're not going to make this the how the, the safety episode too much. Use a common sense. We're going to talk a little bit about safety because we can't help our damn selves. Right, right. Um, but yeah, but anything that involves cash in this, I mean, okay, just because I just took a class in college, it's like human trafficking bad bad you're not paying for another human being you know don't <sighs> mm, i'm sitting here thinking undercover cop oh, yeah. just <laughs> just you know whatever because it's such it, it is uh, people don't understand that it is going on in other countries and yeah don't want to be part of it and hence this comes back to why it's a great idea to be involved in the local community yes. going to these munches you don't have to do anything. Just go to the munches mm-hmm. because then, and we have this happen to us all the time. We'll have friend number one come over and say, hey, I got contacted by um, Big Butta Dong. Have you ever <laughs> met this guy? You know, and be able to say, oh, yeah, Big Butta, he's a good guy, mm-hmm. you know. And, or to be able to say, you know what, I, you tell me Big Butta says he's been in part of the Columbus community for 20 years and I've never met him. It's a little fishy. It's a little yeah. weird, right? I should know. Maybe not everybody in the community that's joined in the last year or two. Right. But if you've been around 20 years, we probably we ha- we must should have know you. At some point. And you know what? And if we don't know you, I do know of a single person that does know everybody. <laughs> and I have called on her before right. and said, hey, have you heard of? And if she says no, you know, that's what I take back to the person. It doesn't mean don't date them. It means be very, very careful. So we're going to have to do the safety bit real quickly. Yes. So the idea is if you, we're not going to tell people because it doesn't make sense to say, don't just meet somebody off the personals. Don't just right. meet somebody off Collar Me. Right. If the idea of what you're looking for is to meet somebody to play with, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to follow up on those mm-hmm. and you're probably going to try and meet people. That's fine. So one of the things that you'll hear, or you used to hear more often, it's still a wonderful idea, is the idea of a safe call. Safe call. call. So, for example, if friend number one again said, hey, I'm going to go meet with... Um, big Butta Dom. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to use Big Butta Dom because we know Big Butta Dom, right? Okay. But, but instead, I'm going to go meet with Dragon Rattle. Okay. This guy I met off Collar Me. Right. And, you know, what you, the idea of a safe call, we'll just do this real quick, is mm-hmm. the idea that, all right, well, you're, where are you going to go meet him? Oh, I'm going to go meet him at his house. All right, you're an asshole. Right. Asshole. Sorry. You're an idiot. Not an asshole. You're an idiot. Let's meet him in someplace, you know, a little more public first. Get a feel for this person. Right. And not I not in some creepy hotel. Right. No hotel, not their house, not your house. Not your house. You know what? Their house probably isn't as bad. Because yeah. if they're going to give you their home address... I don't know, man. They could still have that 50-gallon yeah. barrel drum in the backyard. Absolutely. You know? so, but um, some of the things that have been suggested to me is to meet in the food court of a mall. Sure. It doesn't have to be a munch. Meet at a munch. You know? Introduce them to the oh, yeah. community or whatever. Um, where else have I met? I've, we've met at just coffee shops, sure. restaurants, yeah. anything that's public. And the idea of a safe call is to have a friend buddy... That you yep. call while you're on this date. So very, and, very simple. I'll, I will go out on this date and mm-hmm. I will meet 
uh, Dragon Rattle, and I was saying, <laughs> Dragon Rattle, it's nice to meet you. Um, oh, by the way, hey, I gotta make a quick phone call. Mm-hmm. And I, I would even say, hey, I gotta, you know, uh, give me a minute, I gotta do my safe call. Mm-hmm. It used to be that a, now in, in a days of a little more, I don't know, I wanna say civility or chivalry or whatever, mm-hmm. If I was the dom, if I was the top, I would hand you the quarter right. and say, go make your safe call. It, well, nobody has quarters. In the days of the quarters, yes. yes. <laughs> the days of quarters and, and pay phones. Anyway, so I would call, you know, and say, and, and call, and you just establish, hey, friend, at 7, I'm going to go meet this person. At 7 p.m., I will call you, and I will... Um, make contact and let you know Mm -hmm. i'm safe and i'm okay and i'll say dogs are barking if everything's okay and cats are shitting if it's not and i I, I would even (laughs) make it a little easier than that if everything's okay Mm -hmm. there's nothing special if -hmm. things are if things are funky right then i would say something you know i would oh by the way don't forget to feed the cat Mm -hmm. right let you know you know Something not obvious, just in case things have gone wonky, Absolutely. and you don't want the person with you to know that you're giving someone a clue that they're not feeling safe. Right. Right. So, and if the phone call's not made now, as yes. friend who is on the other end of the safe call, if you're the one getting the call at 7 p.m. from your your friend that's on the date, and that call does not come through at 7 p.m., you have to be okay with taking on the responsibility of calling the police. Yeah, and and trust me, we have got stories about mm-hmm. you didn't. I didn't use my safe call, and the police showed up, and they messed up my wonderful fuck fest scene mm-hmm. that I had going on. But there's also we've also heard the stories of they didn't call me at seven. They didn't call me at seven. I wasn't sure what to do. I wasn't sure what to do. You know, and it's like. What do you mean you weren't sure what to do? You call the police. You yeah. you make that agreement. It only takes one time for something to go wrong. And and you know we refer to the fifty five gallon drum incident. Mm-hmm. That's not urban legend. No, that is something that, that <laughs> happened. So uh, safety aside, safety okay. So safety spiel. So all right. So we are back to how to find people. So, so we've got we're going to munches. Uh huh. I got another way too. We're using. I'm sorry. I got another way too. How's that? Because I've gone to things like um, though we're in Columbus, Akron, and Cleveland have uh, at least once or twice a month parties okay so like a uh, purple rose in akron mm-hmm. they have a party at least once a month and for some reason i'm thinking it's twice a month and then the weekends that akron doesn't have a party cleveland has a party so smart does and you can go to these parties some are public some are private you know sometimes you'll have to find them but um the the public ones you go to the parties and you meet people you know, if there's a chance to go out to dinner beforehand, like Purple Rose does sometimes, go out to dinner beforehand with the group. And then once you're at the party, you get a chance to wear colored wristbands. So just like the, some of the big events, right. even at these smaller parties, you get to wear the colored wristbands. And what these are is, and they keep switching up the colors on me, I think like red is dom, blue is sub, and green is switch. Mm-hmm. So if you're a dom, you wear red, and that means that you are at least open for conversation about oh, playing for topping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know and same way with the sub it doesn't mean it's a it doesn't mean you go around matching up blue and red and waha grab her by the hair right. you know <laughs> it just means you know conversation is open and they're willing to play mm-hmm. so and uh you know i i wish more people use that system but hmm. the, 
the and we could go old school and talk about and and you know why not touch on it for a moment it used to be mm-hmm. you can go and even the older school it would be the more the gay leather bars mm-hmm. and you would flag yes with certain colored handkerchiefs and different pockets meaning different things or keys or yeah right and nowadays and people still do flag in more mm-hmm. of a leather type event um, and there you can actually shop very specifically. You can yes. say, I'm looking for someone to pee on. And mm-hmm. there's a particular flag combination for that. Or I'm uh-huh. looking for someone who uh, wants to be anally fisted. Right. You know. So or, if you're a red hanky in a right pocket, you're mm-hmm. looking for a red hanky in a left pocket. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that's wonderful what you're talking about is the idea. If you want to find somebody to play with, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're 36 minutes in. Cut to the chase. I want to go find somebody to play with. Easiest thing in the world. Go to a play party. Yeah. That is what they are there for. They set up this colored wristband system Mm -hmm. specifically so you can see who's looking to be played with, Mm -hmm. who's looking to play with someone. Mm -hmm. And then then, I was going to say, watch your manners. And again, take a shower and be clean and don't be creepy. And, you know, look at what people are interested in. And, you know, just... It works if you work it. Keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're stealing that from something else. And you had mentioned, and I thought that was a great idea. Now, at the bigger events, and we talked earlier about uh, South, Southwest Leather. Right. We talked about uh, the Adventures in Sexuality, Winter Wickedness, mm-hmm. and Beat Me in St. Louis that we just went to not too right. so long ago, et cetera, et cetera. Kinky College. Kinky College, all that good Thanksgiving, stuff. all right. the uh, Lupercala that we'll be mm-hmm. doing in February, and all these other events that we go to is the same idea, right? At night, there's a dungeon Mm -hmm. and you have your colored wristbands and you can say, oh, I see you're wearing a red wristband. Would you like to go do X? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to lead us into the question of the day. But what you had pointed out that, let's say I am going to an event and I'm really interested in bondage. Right. Right. I would go to, maybe I'll go to a bondage class. Mm -hmm. Right. And wear your red wristband. Well, if, in this case, I'm wearing my blue wristband. Okay. <laughs> You've seen how I top with rope. I'm not very good. You I don't know? think you're that good with bottoming to rope either. No, I'm horrible <laughs> with that, actually. Um, but you might sit in that class and look around at the other people and say, oh, I'm sitting here in my little blue wristband mm-hmm. because I'm interested in rope. But I might look around and see who's wearing a red wristband. Right. Doing the same rope stuff that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And that might be a great opportunity for you to say, hey, I see you're interested in rope. And I see you're in her as, and you identify as a rope top. Right. What a coincidence. Here I am, and I'm a rope bottom. <laughs> I think that works. So, and, you know, and I've had some luck with wearing the wristbands, and, and some events, not so much. And so I have to take that with a grain of salt because I am a presenter. Mm-hmm. So, and what I have found out, and uh, let me give a little a clue and a hint so, okay. to some people. Sometimes presenters don't get played with. Mm-hmm. So I can be wearing my little blue band and people won't come up and ask mm-hmm. because they think I'm already, my dance card's already full. Mm-hmm. So you get the whole, uh, I don't want to ask you because you're probably already playing with four people. Well, those four people didn't ask me either because they think I'm playing with four other people. So the people I usually play with are the ones that ask. Exactly. <laughs> So that's a clue, you know, and that's a big thing is, is, you know, just being able to ask. Yeah. You, so. you really have to, I mean, I mean, we, we make it easy 
mm-hmm. at these events. And whether we're, we're talking about the big event or the little dungeon event, it's so easy to find somebody to play with. We've got our little wristbands. Mm-hmm. So we've identified who wants to play. Right. But the, the tricky part, the part that people find, I think, challenging, and the people, sometimes they'll complain. They'll say, I wore my red wristband and nobody came up and asked me to play. Mm-hmm. Oh. The challenge is you, <laughs> you have to develop that courage to ask. Yes. You have to go, you know, be willing to go out there and say, you know, hey, want to play. That's true. That's it, true. It, it because is... as a blue wristbander, I won't always ask a red wristbander. You know, right. and but that's more my personality. It's not a protocol or anything. At those events, you know, as, as long as you're, as long as you're pleasant, you know, you don't. Yeah, I, I want to say you don't have to worry about protocol, but the, that's a little shaky. In this, yeah. con, in the context <laughs> of this conversation, BDSM, it's not so much that we're going to worry too much about protocol. Mm-hmm. I agree. Respect. So, yeah, yeah, be respectful of people. But I tell you what, if you're wearing a blue or uh, a bottom wristband, a wristband mm-hmm. identifying that you're there, that you're interested in bottoming with people, mm-hmm. you're kind of giving me permission to walk up and talk to you. Absolutely. So, oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, doesn't mean you're going to get a yes, but you can at least come up and and talk. Right. So because. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say for for us and for some people, you know, it's not going to be, uh, they're not going to play with everybody that asks. You know, sometimes it's about the play. Sometimes it's about a little bit more than that. So, but that falls into the question of the day. So I'll wait on that. Yeah, and we'll get there in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to mention one more thing before we transition into that part of it, though. We're not doing a whole podcast on negotiation, Mm -hmm. but you need to learn how to negotiate. Absolutely. Because part two of this would be, um, now that you've asked somebody and you've gotten somebody to play with, mm-hmm. how do you get what you want out of it? How do you get what you want? How do they get what they want? How are you going to start and how are you going to end? Yeah. You know, and um, also remember that this could be a one-time play date, you know? I, I, oh, that's what I wanted to mention before. You know, there's some uh, subs and slaves out there, bottoms out there, that go through Crave, and they mm-hmm. go through frenzy, and they, they want to find their, their partner. And so they end up playing with the person, and, and the, the top is thinking, oh, great, I've, got, I've negotiated for a one-time thing. And the bottom's thinking, woohoo, I have found my soulmate. And then they're upset when they're not asked to play again. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're going through the frenzies and you're going through the slave crave and things like that, sometimes you have to rein that in a little bit. So, you know, and don't take it personally if it ends up just being one play date very true and, and a lot of people that you know that's what they're shooting for is the is the mm-hmm. one night stand mm-hmm. so to speak right from uh, the two hour bottom, stand the two hour stand from tops and bottoms <laughs> right. right um well some people have um maybe that's what makes it a little different for me some people have fetishes some people like to be flogged right and it's all about the flogging you know it's not about connecting to the other person it's not about whatever they want to be flogged or they want to be spanked you know, you've got um, the whole spanking groups that are about nothing but, oh, excuse me, nothing but spanking. So, you know, so for them, two hours or, okay, for some of us, it's like half hour, 40 minutes. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get everybody's hopes up with a two-hour scene. But, um, yeah, for some people, that works. Absolutely. And that kind of leads us, sort of. Sort of. Into so, you know, it, it, and again, it, it's really easy. Again, this comes back to our um, our handkerchief code, right? Mm-hmm. That's 
displaying not only am I interested in playing, I have a specific fetish that I'm shooting yes. for. Right. Um, so it may well be that what you find is when you go, you approach somebody wearing a red wristband and say, oh, hey, I see you wearing a red wristband and I saw you hanging around rope earlier. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do some kind of a rope scene? And they say, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, I'm not really into rope. It's not really my thing. You might have seen me near some rope, but I'm really more into something else. You know what's even better hmm. is watch them play and then you go up to them and it's like, you know what? I really liked the way you suspended blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole idea of tying her hair and pulling it, that just really turns me on. Could you show me how to do that? Could you do that to me? I'd really love to experience that. Mm-hmm. If you can make it a little personal, that seems to help as well. So, and I'm just thinking people that have come up to us before, you know, and when they're like, you know, when you spanked Dawn like this, I'd really like to try that. Right. You know, and that kind of helps the negotiations a little bit, too. Absolutely. Although that now that directly leads into our, our, our question of the day, which is an extension Ooh. of this, because that might lead me to say no. Mm-hmm. Because if you came up to me and or... For me, because I'm going to do it from my perspective of being a top, if I see you play with someone else mm-hmm. and then you come up to me and say, hey, you want to go do a scene? Mm-hmm. That could well lead me to saying no. Right. Because now I've started off with the O. Oh, um, now that I've seen how you play with uh, Joe. Right. Right. I, don't, I know I don't play like Joe does. So you won't enjoy it. So I'll just say no. Mm. Right? And that's just a little mental bullshit that you do for yourself. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah, that is definitely a block So that, that people need to get over. But let me, let's go ahead <laughs> and move into why people say no. So our actual question of the day is, is an extension of the topic we've been talking about so far, finding mm-hmm. a play partner. Yep. You go to an event, you get up your courage, and you go up to someone and say, hey, babe, I see that you've been, um, you're flagging a particular way. Right. Or I get the impression, or I'm just going to guess you're interested in so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your bottom approaching a top and saying, hey, would you like to do this with me? Mm-hmm. Our question of the day is, is it okay? And I'll just read it. This is from Jaden. Um, Jaden says, when someone is approaching about doing an activity and event, is it appropriate to say things like, oh, maybe some other time? Or I'm not really into that sort of thing, or maybe later, or not tonight, instead of just saying no. Hmm. See, and I've got some heavy thoughts on that. So... Um, he goes, or, or Jaden, I, again, I shouldn't give it a pronoun, um, you know, just goes on to say that the body language should be more important than what's verbalized. And I, I just, I don't know. So it, down at the bottom of the letter, it says, someone told me that they weren't good at picking up on body language and subtle hints. So if someone says maybe later, they think that's what the person means. Well, mm-hmm. for me, if somebody says maybe later, I'm going to be happy because that is giving me permission to ask again. So now I'm not very good. I have to flip that a little bit because I'm not very good at saying no. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been known to say, um, no, I'm in service tonight. And that'd be very valid, which means they can ask again at some other time. I have uh, told them that they have to come ask you to make sure I've got your permission and things like that. But if I've gotten up the courage to go ask someone to play and they say maybe later, I'm going to follow up on it. I'm not going to take that as rejection. 
So I'm not a big fan of body language. I can't always read it. So uh, I'm, I'm a fan of stating the truth. If you don't want to play with me, then figure out how to word it. Don't just say no, <laughs> but figure out how to word it so that it's obvious that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, to directly answer the question from my own perspective, uh, mm-hmm. when somebody is approaching you, is it okay to say things other than just saying no? The answer is, well, what's your actual answer? Right. If your actual answer is um, maybe later or not tonight or maybe some other time, then great. Say those things. Mm -hmm. If your actual answer is, I'm really not into that, that's great too. Yeah. I mean, if if I asked, uh, let's say Joe, you know, just to give a name. So I go up and I ask Joe, you know, Joe, I I think I would really like to play with you tonight. Could Mm -hmm. we try to do whatever? I would much rather him say, no, I'm not really interested in that. The energy is just not right. Or something. I mean, there's got to be a nice way to say no and not give me hope that something might happen later. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm working on being brave and courageous. You know, there's somebody else that I played with once and I wanted to play with again. So... I remember him mentioning in, uh, I forget what it was, it was a meeting or something that he wished submissives were braver and would ask him. Mm-hmm. So I hauled up my bootstraps and I went and I asked him, hey, can we have a second play date? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I really don't have time right now, maybe later. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wait a little bit. And I did, and I waited a little bit. And then I went back to him, I'm like, you know, I'm still wanting to play with you. What does this feel like? You know, can, can we set something up? Well, you know, my schedule's kind of busy. And I know this person, his schedule is busy, you know. And the third time I asked him, I finally looked right at him and said, you know what, I'm putting the ball in your court. When you want to play, throw the ball back at me. Let him off the hook. I'm over you? here. I did. I let him <laughs> off the hook. So because he just couldn't say no. And we talked about it later, and it was a no. So he, he had yeah. done his one-time play. He likes to play with people only one time. He wasn't really looking for anything else and just didn't know how to tell me without hurting my feelings. You know, I would love to take the, the righteous perspective of when you <laughs> just say no when you mean no. Mm-hmm. I suck at that. I do, too. I'm rotten at it. You know, I, know. I don't want people to come up to me and, you know, or I don't to, say, to have the courage that they, they come up and say, would you like to play? And for me, say, no, no, not really. I'm not into you. Yeah. See, and that's, that is hard. So, but if you do end up saying, you know, maybe later, expect them to come back later, you know, don't hold it against them. If they do, it's not their responsibility to read your body language. So if you're giving them the words, maybe later, you know, expect it to be taken that way. Sure. Either How, way, you have to own whatever you're saying. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, don't expect people to read body language. And then, so some of us are just not <laughs> able know, the, to pick up on it. One of the things that they bring up and one of the problems that you might have is if, the, if, you know, if you came up to me and say, hey, do you want to play? And I say, no, that leads them to say, well, why not? Do you not like me? Am I not your type? 
is there something wrong with me? I don't know that I would ever follow up with a question like that. <laughs> but that's the concern, you know, to someone who's going to respond by just saying no versus a hedging of maybe later. Right. The, the reality is um, it's okay to answer honestly that question as well. It's mm-hmm. more, it's just simpler, you know, um, but... You know, it's hard. It is not easy. It I, is I, hard. I and, you know, and, and it, it gets hard for us, too, because especially for me, because I'm not looking to just go play. I'm not looking for a flogging. I'm not looking for a spanking. I love those, but I'm also looking for an energetic connection. Right. right. So it, it's it, if I'm not feeling that energy, mm-hmm. mm, I may give it a try just for the experience. But, um Okay, I you know I'm sitting here on a podcast. Yes, more than likely I will try it just for the experience. Right. So um, if it's a one-time thing, and I've gotten lucky the past couple of times and have played with some really great people. Yeah. You know that have asked. So. And you know what we've we've been doing this for a while now, and I've said yes and I've said no a lot, mm-hmm. and I've said no far more than I say yes, and mm-hmm. that's just my nature. Um, it's not. I just you know I have to have a particular attraction to someone to play with them. I'm weird that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we have limited energy. Sure. So, you know, it, sometimes it'll only be one scene at an event that you play with somebody else. So, because the energy is just tapped out and that's a valid, sure. valid thing as well. So I think with our question of the day, or at least with our topic of the day, we had some great advice and mm-hmm. hopefully people can use that with our question of the day. I think, uh, you know, there is no hard and clean answer. The real answer is listen to your heart. Yeah. Write speech, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if somebody has the courage to come up to you and ask, to have the courage to give them an honest answer one way or the other. Right. That's what I think. That's what I think. So, you know, and if, if you guys, if anybody's figured out how to do the no politely... So, and it's worked for you, let us know. Absolutely. So, and, you know. And not to say that it hasn't worked for us on occasion. Oh, I know. <laughs> there have been occasions, though, where it has not worked at all. Yes. You bastard. <laughs> um, what else do we have? That's so, it. A lot of, a, a lot of uh, pick up play and that type of stuff. And yeah, you're right. That's about it. Well, let's do the big end bump. All right. Oh, the big end bump's not so big anymore. <laughs> Want to have your product, event, charity, or services the first thing you listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain! Contact <laughs> us at Dan at eroticawakening.com. And did you know you can buy the new highly acclaimed books, Living MS and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn? Or support them by buying Erotic Awakening t-shirts, messenger bags, or coffee mugs? All items can be found by simply visiting the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.